Hello, and welcome to You Should Hear This, a podcast for the Everyday Association Professional. I'm Nick Estrada, your host. Volunteers make up many aspects of our associations, from serving on committees, volunteering their time for events, assisting with the promotion of our events and programs, sharing the expertise to develop education, supporting advocacy work, and so much more. While volunteers are needed, associations across the country are dealing with decreasing numbers of volunteers. Recent studies from AmeriCorps and the U.S. Census Bureau show that fewer people are volunteering today than they were two decades ago. As we think of how to bring in more volunteers, we might be able to just simply ask, what are their personal goals? Figuring out why our volunteers give us their time, what are their life goals, and how can we assist in getting them there? Our guest today will give us some insight on how to navigate these questions and more as it pertains to our volunteers. Al Carroll is an established business and civic leader with experience in talent attraction, development, and retention. He's the current president of IndieHub. IndieHub's mission is to engage, empower, and grow a community of young people who are meaningfully connected to Indianapolis and invested in its future. He lives in Lawrence Township with his wife, Nicole, and his two children, Eliana and Leo. Welcome, Al. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I think this is going to be a really good conversation. Uh, we were talking before we got on that, you know, we've we've had some conversations about managing volunteers, but I think this will help us address another challenge, which is that beginning process. We can't manage volunteers if we don't have any. That's right. Before we get into kind of the, the meat of our discussion today, can you just share a little bit about your journey? How have you gotten to where you are today? Why are you so passionate about volunteer recruitment and the work of IndieHub? Well, absolutely. I really appreciate that. When I started my career, I started at Price Waterhouse Coopers, um, just out right out of school in the public accounting and audit area areas. Um, I would say that I am not the best accountant, and certainly not necessarily the best person to you know. I I really I, I enjoy doing good work um, and enjoy doing diligent work, but for me, I, I really get a get a thrill out of being around people. When it came time to kind of transition and find out what that next thing was going to be that I wanted to do. Um, I sat down with a friend who's, you know, has a little bit more wisdom than me. And he really asked, like, what are the things that you're most passionate about? Um, and what what came out of that, that conversation was like, I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about um, giving back. I'm passionate about, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about service. I'm passionate about politics, passionate about leadership, right? Um, and in those things, he said, well, why don't you find in, in those areas places where you can volunteer? See if that's somewhere where you might want to grow your career in the future. And and I, I took him up on that. I I, um, I ended up accidentally leading the Indianapolis um, PwC office in, in volunteer hours um, as a result of my quest, which was not necessarily <laughs> what the goal was. Um, but I, you know, we, I, I really committed to, to giving back um, and trying to find ways that were meaningful for me to give back. And what I, what I ended up doing was, uh, was really um, going to career fairs and, and, and getting really deeply involved um, with recruiting folks into the firm. And while I was at those fairs, I realized I was good at that, and that I really got a kick out of that environment and and working with college students and and being in the, being around um, folks that that were looking to start their career and looking to make the right choice on where they were going, right? And I got a really cool opportunity um, from there as I identified through that volunteer service that like I I I, uh, I learned that I wanted to to be a recruiter and specifically um, look for roles that had a little bit more of that like external facing. A little bit more of that external facing uh, opportunity. Uh, so I applied at a, for a role at TechPoint um, and, and spent about five years there uh, leading their university recruitment efforts uh, for their for their college to career talent programs. Um, and I absolutely love that. Um, it was just like a, just a completely transformative experience for me, um, being able to align my passion for for investing in people with 
my with with the growth that's happening in the technology industry and and you know the story about how great Indianapolis is um, as a place for young people uh, to come and grow their careers. So I really got a kick out of that for about five years. Um, and over the course of that time, I was volunteering with a, a youth leadership organization that I'd volunteered with since I was 15. It's called Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership, Hobie for short, for, for those of you who might be familiar. And Hobie was a seminar for folks that are that are you know 15, folks that are in between their sophomore and junior year, trying to uh, help them to develop their leadership skills around individual leadership, group leadership, and leadership for society. Um, and a big challenge of, of that program was to for you to do 100 hours of community service every year for the rest of your life. And which is which sounds like a daunting task, but I mean, and, and they gave a lot of opportunities and ways for for folks to give back. And really, on the way that I gave back most consistently after my my time um, in the program, and even as a as a young professional, was by going back and volunteering as a facilitator with those mm. with, at those seminars across the country. Uh, again, getting like revved up and energized by this opportunity to do that. And then shortly after, I say, you know, I was at it for probably about ten years of uh, as volunteer as volunteer and. My um my son was born. Um, I have a I have a five year old now, um, and as you know, suffice to say, you can't really just take off in the middle of the summer for a couple of weekends and uh, and and go hang out with with uh, with uh, high school juniors and um, you know doing cheers and energizers and whatnot. It just doesn't necessarily fit with the lifestyle <laughs> uh, of being a parent. And that and that was and what I was grateful for in that in that transition was my uh, the CEO of the organization invited me onto the board. Um, of the International Board of Trustees for the, for for the organization as a volunteer um, representing the you know, volunteers across the across the country, and I've I've been serving in that capacity ever since. And and I, I make note of that as a part of my own background and my development because I really feel like that's the reason why that participation and that board is the reason why um, I get to be a CEO right now. Um, it's been it's because of you know volunteering, participating in those conversations, and seeing how nonprofit boards operate. You know, nav- helping to navigate non- uh, that that organization through the pandemic again from a nonprofit uh, from a volunteer perspective, putting in those hours to review and make sure that things were going the way that they should and in the, the direction that it needed to, right? Really seeing how folks in the C-suite operate on on boards, right? How they communicate, um, what questions do they ask, what things are important to them, right? Those kind of things I really think were really illuminating to for me um, and stepping up into this role here with Indie Hub and Indie Hub allowed me to take my background in sales, my background in recruiting, uh, my background in talent, and, and really just you, and even my background at PwC from a business process and standpoint, mm-hmm. and really use all those skills that you know, I've had been developing over the course of a you know relatively short career to, to step into a role like this. That brings me to now. Yeah, I'm uh, now <laughs> leading Indie Hub and um, having cool opportunities to talk to folks like you. Um, yeah, that's a, I mean, you're essentially the poster child for, you know, find your passion, volunteer, and then turn that into kind of your full-time career. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I was a, a great person to, to talk to you for this particular conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Truly how, how I've, how I've developed. Um, and it all started from a conversation with a friend saying like, you know, start to volunteer in the things that you're most interested in mm-hmm. and you know, things really have developed from there. Yeah. That's great. As we, okay. So as you've seen, you know, from both sides, I think at this point, right. You know, you were a volunteer, you probably, and I would assume are still a volunteer, you know, I don't think that's probably something that's going to go away, you know, but now you're in a a leadership role where you have to recruit those individuals and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe Indie Hub kind of has two arms. You've got your foundation um, and then kind of your typical C3 um, nonprofit group that works or your C6 side, sorry. So you've got to help manage both of those. So 
as you think about volunteer um, or volunteers, how do you define that? Because I think a lot of the times we, as the association leaders, as the organizational leaders, you know, I, I'm actually doing a call for volunteers right now for my association. And like, I have a very clear definition of the need that we have as an association, mm-hmm. right? And, and if you fit into one of those, you're a volunteer. We're excited to have you. But for you, having done this whole journey, how do you define a volunteer? I mean, I think to me, a volunteer is any any individual that's doing work in the operations of your organization that's not being paid, mm-hmm. right? I think that, I mean, to me, it's very clear, very simple. And, and, I don't know that I would even expand. I think it's anyone that's 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 doing work on behalf of your organization who is unpaid. Yeah, I think that's great. So, I think part of our conversation today, again, is is really about that recruitment side, um, and the I think the angle we're looking at here is right that if we only view volunteerism from what we can gain from them, we're probably missing part of the equation in recruiting. Right to your point, you found something that was a passion for you. And that turned into a really great experience that probably did still help the organizations you were looking for, right? But that initial draw was because it was something you wanted. So how do we determine what it is that our volunteers are looking for? How do we find out what our volunteer goals are? You know, what's the best approach to do that? I mean, I think the simplest answer is to ask. Um, I think that so too often we we get in our own way on complicating what that kind of ask could be. You know, what is it going to be a survey? Is it going to be individual one-on-one conversations? How long should those conversations be? You know, are are those individuals going to be feedback ready? Are they are do are they aware of what the things are that they want to get out mm-hmm. of their experience? I think there's so many things that we can do to get in our own way about asking the people that we're trying to serve what it is that they actually want. For me, that's just been a conversation, understanding whether or not you are trying, is this career development? Is this an organization that is something that means a lot to you for no other reason than it means a lot to you? But I I think that there are always deeper reasons when someone's trying to give back time. Um, and I think that we we perhaps may underestimate that, that that the reason why they're giving that time back might be social connections. It might be that they that they are that they're trying to find friends, that they're trying to deepen their connection to the community, and that giving back in something that they're that they're interested in is the best way to find someone that you know that is aligned to the things that they care most about, right? People mm-hmm. that we most want to be friends with. So I think that there's a lot of reasons why someone might might start volunteering, but the the easiest way to figure out what that is is to ask. Yeah. So you've asked, right? And now you know, what are some ways, I guess, to take action on, on those things then, you know, maybe they're not a volunteer yet. They've told you they're looking for career development, as an example. How do you help connect them? What do you showcase um, around your potential volunteer opportunities to, to solidify that and, and get them to be a volunteer? Well, for me, I think that for us, uh, you know, adults really like choice, right? And that's from an, an early, mm-hmm. from early adulthood. As soon as we're eighteen, I mean, even before, right? We really want to choose what it is that we want to do. We want to choose our own adventure, choose our own path. Um, and I think that people really have, uh, typically, especially as it relates to their career, they kind of have, in, in some in some instances, they really have like a, a really concrete way that they want to go about doing things, right? So for me with volunteerism, it really is about asking what it is that people want out of their career, um, where you want to go, where you want to be. 
Um, are you getting those kind of opportunities where you are, right, are really important questions to ask as you are helping a volunteer to develop. And if you truly want to develop this volunteer in a, in a as it relates to their career, understanding their aspirations is critical, right? And one of the things that I've learned over my over my time in this role over the last, you know, course of the last year is that that's a hard conversation for folks. It's not something that everybody's just ready to say, like, hey, I know exactly what I want to be when I grow up right now at 28, Mm. Right. Like I, that's not necessarily something that I have ex, that I've expected to, to hear from some from folks. But for me, it's in where I think Indie Hub aligns with people, why they vibe with us so much on our volunteer page and on our website where you can find stuff is because there's a lot of choices. Mm. There's a lot of ways for people to see that, hey, like this is something that I this is a way that my interests in my skill set can align to make an impact on this organization and help me to sharpen my skills, right? And I don't know that everybody always thinks about like, hey, this is how I'm going to do it to sharpen my skills. I really do think that the core of young people, especially, are way more altruistic than that, right? They're they're, they're giving back for for reasons that because giving back is important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I do think that for those of us who are strategic about our careers, or in other words, ambitious, right? It is a way to make sure that you check off some some key some key capacities, some key skills, capabilities in a, in a, in, in a way that you can really demonstrate real results. I think that that's the thing that we at, at, at Hobie as a board member that we're trying to work on right now is helping these folks to understand, like you give out, you give hundreds of hours of your life to this organization. And, you know, it, 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 we really can do more than say that we've just put on a seminar for 150 students. No, you led, you know, 40 individuals, you moved mm-hmm. You, you, you moved, you know, 150 students over the course of the weekend, X number of speakers, X number of vendors, X number of meals, right? The logistics of that is a grand undertaking and can likely translate to a number of different roles if we just are thoughtful about how we're, we're speaking about it. Because otherwise, it's just going to show up in your resume under your volunteer section as something mm. that you did for, for one, one day. And when, and when in reality, you know, you're really developing some core skills and competencies that are going to be valuable for, for for organizations or, or your companies moving down the road. How do we as a as a staff member then, back to your definition, as the ones who are paid, right? How do right. we make sure then that our volunteer opportunities accomplish those things, right? How do I make sure they're not just a line on a resume? Again, if that's what that person wants, right? So again, we're kind of in this career development, professional, right. personal development kind of area right now. But how do we ensure that our opportunities are providing that space for that to happen. I think for, for us, it's about defining outcomes, right? Like we really want to understand what it is that we're trying to do before we get started in doing it, right? We really mm-hmm. begin with the end in mind. And I think for, for, for association leaders, for folks who are managing volunteers, I really think it's really critical for us to understand what we want our volunteers to know at the end of that experience. What are the things that we want to be true of that experience? And I think that if we are thinking in that way, we can even be better at, at communicating what those volunteer opportunities are in a more meaningful way, right? It's not that we are, it's not that you're sitting here checking people in, right? It is that we are trying to deliver a high quality experience and the energy that you bring to to, to this table makes a difference on how people feel about the the the, uh, the opportunity that they're going into, right? And I, I don't know. I, I think that for when I think about volunteer roles, the same way I think about jobs, right? Am I doing, am I asking someone to do something that's genuinely valuable? Is it something that someone needs done or is it something that is actually going to help someone to develop? Is it using, is it allowing them to solve a problem? Have we, are we, if we are expecting them to solve problems as a result of, or an outcome of what we're trying to produce, how are we going to prepare them to be equipped to solve those problems, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we, 
we all, I, I think too often volunteerism is like, hey, I just need three bodies to help me move these tables. And it's not always like, hey, how can I be strategic about uh, my succession planning for my board? Right. How can I help these people get onto committees or younger people get onto committees or 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 in uh, in opportunities to serve so that it, when we are looking for future board members, there's a pool of individuals who are already ready, who've already been working deeply within the organization. And we already know intimately about what what it is that they want to do to develop in their own careers. Right. I, I, I really do think that we get get in our own way in overcomplicating some of these things. I think we know what they are. It's the same things that we want for our staff, right? It, it, you know, we want to make sure we're building high quality employment experiences. So building high quality volunteer experiences should be in the same in the same lane. Yeah. I enjoy these conversations and these podcasts because it gets me thinking a lot about the topic. And I think with this one, it's that's so interesting. Many of the things you said, because I think a lot of the times, again, when I think about the volunteer descriptions or the recruitment process on our side, it's kind of some of those wrote, here are the things that need accomplished, right? I need someone to make a phone call to a new member this year. So that's what this group is going to do. Versus even to your point, right? Like saying something along the lines of, you know, you're helping to welcome a new member into the community of our association, um, help guide them to the things they can engage in, right? Like that makes that seem like such a richer experience versus like, yeah, it's still a tactical thing that might need to get done. But if we can help paint that picture that makes it feel bigger, and it is bigger, right? Like a lot of these things really do have those major impacts. And tie it back, right? Like if you're working for an individual who, or you're, 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 an individual that you've identified as a volunteer is in a cubicle farm all day, crunching numbers in front of a computer, and they don't have a whole lot of people to people interaction. Now you've put them in an environment where like, hey, I need you to check in. And I and, and now we're talking about the things like the vibe creation of like, we need you to help to make this, a, this experience. And I've got something that they can point to um, that their boss wouldn't have known, maybe wouldn't have known about that they, that they did, a skill that they didn't know necessarily that they had. And an engagement that if they're trying to move up that to a role that needs some sort of people engagement, they haven't had a chance to demonstrate that mm-hmm. in their day-to-day opportunity. That's the kind of stuff that volunteerism allows for. And I, I know when I was when I was coaching college and I'll, I'll continue coaching college students, but when I was coaching college students at Tech Point, and we we're trying to understand where like what what skills to highlight in their resume or for their for their applications or their their interviews. It's like, well, you've done this stuff before. You've been in a club. You've been in in different activities. You've done this, right? It's just that you don't feel like it's meaningful enough because it wasn't tied to you making any money off of it. Mm. So it doesn't feel real. But in reality, you built the skill. Like you, you did the work. So those are things that we can lean on. And I think that we all need to do a better job of talking about the skills that come from volunteerism. Okay. So how do we talk about those then? How do we better market the skill development that we think we can get? For volunteers, I think, I think it's just like this. Like this conversation is 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 a big part of it. I, and I I really that's one of the reasons why I was so excited to come on on and have this conversation. So I do think that this is the conversation that we need to have. Right? I am someone who loved my 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 previous job. Right? I was working at Tech Point. It was great, but I had two kids over the course of five years, and this is a non it was a nonprofit role that was a nonprofit staffed role. And I, we had very, very transparent conversations around like, hey, this is, this is what I'd like to do. But I, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of room for me to move up and mm. for me to, for me to, to get staff, to be able to, to show that, show that leadership in that kind of clear way of having a direct report. That just wasn't where my vertical was going to be, right? Where, where I've gotten all that experience was from leading 
leading committees, leading leading boards, um, or otherwise leading like pl platoons of, of facilitators at Hobie. Like the reason why I actually had, why, why I've had people report to me over the course of time or, or, or have led teams, that was all volunteerism. I've never actually had a chance to do it for some uh, for work where someone was paying me for it. And again, to be able to lean on those kind of experiences in this role and to, and to be open about saying it, that that's the reason why I'm confident so confident that I'm going to be able to be successful in this role are things that we should be able to talk about that we should be talking about. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm on the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, but when we think about those skills, it's that kind of stuff. It is the, the, the executive presence um, of being in a board, like it's the showing up and asking good questions, doing your due diligence, right? Like that's what it takes to make an impact at a strategic level, right? It's not always just like, hey, did I knock out these tasks? It's how did I think about how these tasks are going to be done in the future and then I make it easier for the next person coming around, right? It's those kind of things that people get experiences in in volunteerism for these organizations who are under or don't have enough funding to, to make the you know, jobs that, that they pay. Those are real, they make a real impact on us. So I think that we need to do a better job of tying back that real impact on our volunteers. It's not just hmm. hours that you gave back. No, we did professional development. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go back to a comment you made, because I actually pulled up your website as, as we've been talking. You mentioned, again, the concept of choice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I, as I pull up your website, I'm like scrolling through the get involved page, which we'll, we'll put that in the, the show notes for people. Cause I think that there are there, I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of choice on here. I'm scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. And there are a lot of things that I could get engaged in. That's right. I'm just curious on how you have created all of those opportunities. So are those opportunities that you, you went out yourself or, or, or your team, obviously, right? Like went out and said, we're going to create that. Or was this you had a volunteer who said, look, I really want to do something with, and I'm, I'm just going to pick WFYI Indy because I see it on, on, the, on the list currently. You know, I want to do something with a news related or I want to get involved with NPR. And you said, you know, I don't have that a bit, that opportunity right now, but I bet I can get it. You know, how, do, how have you approached the creation of all of these opportunities to be able to provide this much choice um, to folks? I really appreciate that question, but I have to say that this is not something that Al did. I've been in this organization for about eight months, um, and Indie Hub's been around for 18 years. Um, and over the core, and volunteerism has been at its core for the over the course of that time. We really believe that giving people giving back to the community makes it makes it harder for them to leave. Right? It's mm -hmm. it, you, you know you develop relationships through volunteerism. You you develop a connect a deeper connection to the area around you in volunteerism. And when you have that investment, you want to see it through. Right? Like is this how far is this impact going to go if I'm here giving back every day and I want to leave tomorrow and not know whether or not, you know, whether or not what I, what I started um, was actually seen through. Right. Um, and I think that people who get involved in the community are the folks that you see stick around in the long term in, in meaningful ways. Right. So that's what this has been about. I think when, when you think about the reason why Indie Hub was founded is to, to, to ultimately be a, to have, to, to increase our retention and reduce the amount of brain drain. I think that it, from our, from an early, from an early instant, Indie Hub has always been about volunteerism um, and, and really always been about trying to find ways for people that were young people to uh, find their interests, something things that align to their interests and skills in volunteerism. But Marion County, Indiana has thousands of nonprofit organizations. So I don't know that it's very difficult mm -hmm. to find to find places that are trying to give back. I think what's difficult is trying to find quality experiences and making sure that there is a there's a standard for like, hey, we're not just again, we're not just asking for someone to 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 move 
boxes, right? We want there to be high quality experiences and to the extent that we can have these folks actually genuinely making an impact in your organization that will one, do more for you, but also do more for them. But I would say that, you know, one of the major events that we have every year is Indevolved. And again, Indevolved has been going on every year that's um, since Indie Hub was founded. Um, and it started off with 30 organizations in, in, in the Riley Room at Butler. And now it's over 100 organizations on the concourse at Victory Field. And we last year we had just, just under 1,500 people total show up that day, right? Indianapolis is a place where people are, are volunteering. It is, um, and, and we had everything from the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and and uh, the Indianapolis RBI, all the way to to the Indianapolis Propylaeum, uh, the the Parks Foundation, and and we had folks that were volunteering to to help and aid um, homeless people and sex workers. Right, there are so many different ways in organizations to volunteer and give back. And for us, it's about highlighting those opportunities. Um, and I think that when as we start to move forward, um, what you'll see from us um, over the next of course the next several years is more content about what those volunteer experiences look like. Mm. Um, actually, getting out into to the world with some of our partners and doing the volunteer experiences that they have, filming and filming them and putting them on that short form content so that folks can really get a feel for what what the, those experiences might look like for them. You said two really great things that I want to make sure we don't lose today from from this conversation. One was that volunteers stick around for the long run. I think that that's really important for associations as well. If we can get them engaged in something that is meaningful, to your point, that is a project that they want to make sure right gets done and then that it 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 comes to fruition, right? They're likely going to stay around to make sure that that happens. So I think that that's not that we trap them and that we keep them forever, but that leads, I think, into the second piece, which is those quality experiences. It's not just a volunteer role because I need a body. It's what can I provide that actually makes that experience meaningful for them and impactful for right. them. Again, it might mean something for us, and that's great, right? Did I still get that thing completed? Awesome. But I want to make sure that that's a quality experience for that person, because if it is a quality experience, then they're going to want the next quality experience with us. Um, so I think you said two really great things there. And I want to make sure that those are some some key pieces that we we pull out of that for for what can impact our work. We've had, I think, very good conversation so far. Lots of information, I think, on, again, how we can recruit people, how we can match their expectations. My final question, I think, at this point, though, is how do we know that we're doing it? Right. How do how are we measuring that success to know that we're meeting their goals and needs? So we've asked them what they want, we've matched them, we've created quality experiences and we're delivering it. Mm. How do we know that we're actually accomplishing that with them? I think that it's uh that's a really good question. I I, I think that the one of the things that we talked about earlier is, is is beginning with the end in mind, really understanding what the measurement is going to be of how you'll know that. And I, I, that might change every time, right? Like, is it is is it is the measurement going to be retention? These these particular volunteers going back, is the measurement going to be graduation? Right? These mm. particular volunteers leveling up in our organization to higher points of success, or or doing or or doing similar things at at other places because they were trained here. I think that that it really depends on it really depends on 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 you on the organization, and, and truly it should depend on the volunteer. But I think that I think that. What I, in my experience, we see that a lot of people come back because they're getting what they wanted out of the experience, right? Like Indie Hub is a is a place that has been a um, that has volunteers that have stayed around for years, right? Um, we are about helping folks that are in their twenties and thirties, but um, we have volunteers that that are stuck that are, that are well into their forties. Uh, and 50s as well on our on, uh, and they volunteer on our board. They are they are intimately involved. They care, right? So thinking back about 
what it like when you'll know i think that the people will let you know if folks aren't coming back if they're not volunteering they're not they're not participating in these experiences then they're not getting out what they expected to get out mm-hmm. um but i think that the the i think the stuff that we said in the beginning is what there's really the stuff that's most important it's really helping someone to understand what it is that they're trying to get out of the experience before they come in right like do you know as a as a volunteer coming into an organization do, or have you done the work to understand like hey i actually genuinely care about this i want to learn more i i want to make an impact i think that helping volunteers to know and understand what they want to get out of it and helping them understand like when they've when they've gotten out of it that's the best way to go about it but not always like hey how do we know that we've done enough how do you know that they that our volunteer asking our volunteers that they've gotten what they expected um and yeah. then i think it's also about being okay with people moving on right i am i am very proud of the individuals that have come through our organization who are doing bigger and better things at other organizations that are more aligned to their specific interests, right? The work that we do at Indie Hub is very broad, and it's so important to be able to connect people to so many different organizations in our community, but those organizations in our community also need help, right? It is my job to make sure that you find something that aligns to your interests, and I can't anticipate or expect that I, I'm going to you know pull all those volunteers in for myself, right? Um, it's important for us to know, like, there's for us to be connected so that we can point people towards the sports court who have mm-hmm. tremendous events every year that need hundreds of volunteers, right? It's important for us to know about big brothers, big sisters who are, you know, have more one-on-one experiences and, and really truly need the uh, need individuals in their twenties and thirties who are early on to make an impact on those individuals. And then it's also important for us to know about it, it, things like leaners where you can go and, you know, take 40 or 50 people and go you know, really make an impact on our community as it relates to food. So there's, I mean, those are just a few of those uh, of those options. But I think for volunteers, it really it for I I almost am more concerned about the volunteer getting out of the experience and then the organization getting out of the experience with the work that we need, right? And I think that for volunteers, you you have to be able to define what it is that you want out of your volunteer experiences to really know that you've gotten it. I think that's very well said, and I. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I pause because I think that challenges a lot of, I think, again, the the typical concept, I think, for how we likely usually view what is considered a successful volunteer experience. And so I think that that will just challenge, I know me personally, I hope that challenges our listeners to just continue to think about that experience in a different way, I think, than we usually do um, in the association world. For sure. As we wrap up our conversation today, just any other kind of lingering ideas, last minute kind of words of advice for folks as they are tackling, you know, the volunteer recruitment? Yeah, I just, work. I mean, I, I I struggle because, you know, after hearing some of the stuff I said, I don't want volunteerism to become transactional, right? Like, it's not, it's not about, it's really not about that, oh, I have this gap that I want to fill in my career, so I'm going to go volunteer, and and that that's the only reason why I'm there, and, you know, it's, it's, it's about me, 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 no, I, that's, if if at any point in time that I've sounded like that, that's really not what I'm trying to say. One of the best pieces of advice um, that I've been given and that I give consistently around volunteerism is like try to find something that that a lot that that you're passionate about and then offer the skills and services that you have to that organization, whether or not it is necessarily something that they've got listed as a need or something that they have uh, that they that they have organized around providing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think that for for associations or people that are out there that that take on volunteers, I would say to be open to individuals coming to you in that in that vein of saying like, hey, 
like I, I understand that sometimes we need to move tables, but I'm really good at graphic design. Like, is mm. there is there something that is that, that you need that's graphic design oriented that I can make for you? I think we should be more open to things like that. Graphic design is a terrible example because we should probably be paying people for that kind of work. But I think that the 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 point remains that if there are people that are coming to you because they have an interest in your organization, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's imperative for, for nonprofits to find places where people, if people want to get back, to find places for them to get back, right? Find things that are meaningful for them to do within the organizations that they care most about. I I I struggle every year with with Hobie even that we have to turn people down because of because of facilities, right? Mm. And as a nonprofit professional, as someone that is on the board of that organization, I'm constantly thinking of ways uh, for people to continue to give back or for us to find meaningful ways for folks to participate and stuff like that. And again, for for the volunteers, I would say knowing what you want to get out of the experience is critical, critical key. It's it's obviously important for, for us organizations that have work to be done that we cannot afford to pay someone to do. It's critically important to have people to be in the operations of those of, of our organizations. But it's important for you to be able to get out of something meaningful as well. And whether that is the altruistic good feeling of just giving back, like that's great. Or if it is like, hey, this organizing or this these skills and things that you've done over the course of years, right? Like if you're like me, you volunteer for these organizations for like 15 years, again, years plus, right? There are that's there are so many relationships that you've maintained, so many relationships that you've built, and and relationship building is a key part of, of professional development. And now I'm spewing because I do I I care a lot about this, and and I think that I, I truly believe that volunteerism is the only reason why I'm in the seat that I'm in right now. Um, and I didn't know that at the time, you know, not necessarily why I was giving back, but understanding even at the beginning at at its core, like hey, you want to be a leader. You want to be the kind of person that gets asked to be on these boards and commissions and whatnot. Like, how like how do you do it? How do you how do you just go out and, and be a part of it? The other thing I'd say is for individuals like who look like me, so folks that are black and brown, um, the folks who are um, from traditionally underserved backgrounds. Uh, underrepresented backgrounds. I think that it's really critical for us even to to define what it is that we want out of organiz- out of our volunteerism as well, because there it, it is uh, it is easy for folks to to put us in positions to be in highly visible roles, but not always the roles that will help us to most develop in our careers. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give one one quick story about my time coming into the board at Hobie, which was such a was such an honor for me. Um, but it was a time when the organization, frankly, was trying to make inroads around their own diversity, equity, and inclusion challenges. And I was very clear um, when when coming onto the board that, like, hey, I'm coming on as a as an accountant, <laughs> as a <laughs> as an accountant, right? Like, I, I work for the largest public accounting firm in the world. I have I've got a significant background in auditing. Um, I would like to be in the financial and audit functions of the business. I have no interest in working in the DEI spaces. And I think in in I, I think that we should all be willing and ready to to stand up for the, those kind of things um, and to align with our, our interests. Because I think that people will place you where they can best use the, their help. Um, and if you are not vocal about the places where it could help most help you develop, um, then I don't think that you can expect to to always get out out from these experiences what you want to put in. So I've been very vocal about my experiences um, as I've been a volunteer. I don't want to be a face. I don't want to be just, uh, you know, uh, another, uh, I don't want to just, I, won't, I don't want to be there just to show that you're you're representing. I want to actually make an impact um, and, and I can make a best, the best impact in stuff that I actually genuinely know about, right? Um, so that's, I would say, my two cents there. Yeah, I think those are all really great 
comments and and I think really good things to think about. <laughs> I I always say this with all the conversations we have. We could talk about this for hours. Um, I think that this is a really very interesting topic. And again, I think just a unique and new way, hopefully, for association professionals to think about the volunteer experience. But if folks are interested in learning a little bit more from you, potentially, how can they get in touch with you at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm easy to find. Um, we're IndieHub.org. Um, and IndieHub on, or at IndieHub on most platforms. IndieHub.org is a great spot to go to learn more about some of the volunteer opportunities that exist in our community. Um, then we as IndieHub do signature events throughout the year. Um, keep an eye out for IndieVolved. Um, Going to be on September 14th, again, at, at Victory Field. But truly, I think that the best way for folks to, 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 to check us out is to visit that volunteer page and mm. uh, you know, find organizations that best align to things that they're interested in, and then let those people know that you found the, that you found those opportunities from Indie Hub. I would really, I'd really appreciate that. Absolutely, and we'll make sure we put um, a link to that in the show notes. Like I said, that as I, even as I was on this with you, and I'm I'm just scrolling through, and there are there's something for everyone here. I appreciate that you've kind of categorized them as well for folks. I think that helps to make it a little bit easier to kind of see all the opportunities that are there. But yeah, I would definitely say for folks, and we've said this before, right, for association professionals, but serving as a volunteer, if you manage volunteers, also I think helps you understand that experience better and can help us as an association professional deliver that experience. So check out IndieHub, give Al a call, shoot him an email, touch base with him, learn from him. um, And we hope that you got... Um, a lot out of this. Thank you, Al, for being with us. We really appreciate your expertise and your thoughts on this topic. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of You Should Hear This. If you have any questions you'd like answered or future topics you'd like us to explore, please send us an email at info at isae.org. 